Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People 2023. We made it, you guys. Oh my God. First and foremost, Happy New Year. Wishing you all a happy and healthy, wonderful 2023. And second of all, happy birthday seeing other people. We're two years old, baby. Oh my God, I just said baby. That was weird and uncomfortable. I can't believe it though. That is so crazy. It feels like Part of me feels like I've been doing this forever and part of me feels like I am a newborn fetus in the podcast world. And it is just wild that it's been two years and it's been such an incredible adventure and I've learned so much. I feel like we've all connected so much and grown so much individually and together. And I'm just really grateful for every single one of you that has been around for any part of this journey, whether you started listening in January of 2021 or you're even back in the Dating Sucks era or you are a brand new listener and this is your first time hearing, seeing other people and hearing my voice. Hi, I'm Alana. I'm a little more nasally than usual right now. I have a little bit of a cold, so bear with me, but I have such an incredible episode in store for you guys today. I could not be more excited for you to hear this one. But before we get into it, I need to talk about the January dating goals that you guys shared on the Seeing Other People story with me because they were incredible. I basically went on the story on New Year's Day and I was going to ask you guys for your dating resolutions for the year. And I kind of stopped myself early on because for me, I don't think I've ever in my life stuck to a New Year's resolution. And it's the same for goals. I've never really been good at following goals or sticking to goals or even setting goals. And I did actively sit down and try and set goals for seeing other people for this year. And I am excited to see how those unfold. But it is incredibly challenging and almost unrealistic to say on January 1st what your entire year is going to look like. We don't need to be talking about what we're going to be doing in November of 2023. We don't even need to be talking about what we're going to be doing in March of 2023. Right now, we're in January of 2023, and we can control the things that we can control this month. And so I caught myself and I said, you know what? This year's goals don't matter. Let's just talk about this month's and make them more digestible. And I didn't really give you details about what goals I wanted to see you setting. But trust me when I say you guys read my mind. You guys all set goals that were realistic and that were actionable. It wasn't like go on 21st dates a month or go get 30 people's numbers out at a bar or find love or find my person this month. It was like, go on one date or find one person to go on a second date with or work on my attachment style with my therapist. And I was just so proud because they were so actionable. They were so bite-sized where it wasn't too intimidating. It wasn't overwhelming. And it just made me really happy. A bunch of you talked about getting back out there after a long time off of dating, off the apps. A bunch of you talked about, you know, trying to heal from a past situationship or from a toxic relationship or a breakup that you've been struggling with. And I think that's beautiful. Um, A bunch of you talked about wanting to meet people in real life and put yourself in situations to do that instead of just hoping it's going to happen. And it's, these are all amazing goals. And I really am so excited to, you know, stay tuned with you and keep hearing your updates and seeing how these goals go. So really proud of you. Really appreciate you guys sending those in. And yeah, anytime I post something on the story, like, please, please, please share your responses, share what's going on in your dating life. That is what this is all about. We are a family here. We are a community and I love getting to know you guys. So I hope you guys love participating in those. And in order to help you guys kickstart your dating goals, I have such an exciting announcement. I teamed up with 3-Day Rule Matchmaking for a giveaway that is going to be such a game changer for our lucky winner. One lucky winner will receive a complimentary 3-Day Rule membership, including one-on-one matchmaking, a lifestyle photo session, and date coaching. Entering to win takes two minutes and the payoff is huge. All you have to do is head to the link in the show notes or in the Instagram post and join 3-Day Rule's free private database. Being in their database means that they might reach out to you if any of their members might be a match. So it's something I highly recommend if you are single and you're looking for an eligible partner. My friends all are signed up for it and they've had such amazing experiences and made such great connections being matched just from being in the database. So it's a no-brainer and you might even win big. So Three-Day Rule currently operates in New York City, Philly, Boston, D.C., Chicago, L.A., San Diego, Orange County, and Silicon Valley slash San Fran. If you're not located in one of these cities, 
Unfortunately, you can't enter the giveaway at this time, but please, please, please share this giveaway with a friend who is so you can help them crush their dating goals this year. So head to the link in the show notes or head to the IG post about the giveaway to enter to win and to find that link and to join the database and to kickstart your 2023 January lifelong dating goals. Today's episode. This might be one of my favorite episodes ever. I have my friends Carly Silverman and Danny Katowitz coming on and we are talking all about adulting and life in our 20s and the lessons we've learned and the things that we've learned the hard way and the mistakes that we've made and what we wish we knew when we were, you know, just graduating college, when we were 21, when we were moving out to the real world for the first time. And it is such a real and honest episode. And we all have been laid off from our dream jobs. We all have had our hearts broken. We all have found people that we love that we want to spend our lives with. And we've all really been through so much. And so I'm really excited for this really candid conversation where we just talk about all the ups and downs and the challenges that we faced and, you know, things that we in hindsight would have done really differently if we could go back or if we could tell our younger selves some advice. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode. It is such an amazing one. Um, Carly used to work at Locks Club. Danny used to work at Betches. And you guys know I used to work at Hinge and before that Sony Music. And we've all had such a long, wild journey of trying to figure out who we are and what's important to us and what matters and what we're looking for in life. And we're still on that journey. And um, I think it's a lifelong journey is one thing that we've all realized. And we don't really have it all figured out. So we're going to talk a lot about that. I'm really, really excited for you guys to hear this episode. Um, definitely share it with a friend. It's one that I think everybody can learn a lot from. And when you guys share it with a friend, like that is really the most helpful thing you could possibly do in helping me grow this podcast and helping me get more amazing guests and more content and more brand partnerships to you guys. It all It's all the circle of life that goes on here. And I just really appreciate it. If you guys share it, if you guys post on your story, if you love it, tag seeing other people, you know, send any piece of content to your friends, leave a five-star rating and review. All of that just means so much and helps out more than you know. And speaking of amazing brands and partnerships, thank you to Athletic Greens for sponsoring this episode. I have been hearing so many amazing goals and resolutions for the new year, and most of them have to do with feeling like your best self. And I know I'm not big on resolutions, but one thing I did that transformed how I felt in 2022 is absolutely coming in to 2023 with me to help me continue feeling good every day. And that is starting my morning with AG1. AG1 is a powder supplement, and with one scoop, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens that help you start your day right. It is lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it is cheaper than your cold brew habit. I literally wake up every morning, I walk Barkley, and then I make my AG1. I have it with my water and some tea next to me, and I get to work. And it is the perfect way to start the day. It helps my stomach. It helps my brain. It helps everything, and I love it so much. So right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. We need that, especially this winter. And five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SOP. Stands for seeing other people. You guys got that. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SOP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's get into today's episode. I am so excited for this episode and for the guests that I have on today. We have Carly Silverman and Danny Katowitz, who are honestly like over the last few months, like two of the most important people in my life, which sounds really crazy because I didn't meet either of them until this year. So you guys, say hey to the Seeing Other People fam and introduce yourselves. Hi, guys. I'm Carly. I met Alana through like half through social media, TikTok, and half through like a random person introducing us. And then we realized that our lives were exactly the same and we're soulmates. Um, I'm 28. I live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I currently just do social media for myself and some other brands. And Danny. Dope. Hi, I'm Danny Katowitz. I'm 28 years old. I am 5'11 
five five just kidding um <laughs> like long walks on the beach yeah the color purple. <laughs> um i live in manhattan i'm neighbors with alana and i met alana by sliding into her dms i literally slid a hard i was like i am emotionally distraught at this time i'm sure we'll get to that conversation at the at some point and i need friends and then alana just picked me up when I was down and here we are today and adopted her, her her dog is literally sitting on my lap asleep right now. So like we've made it. Danny, say how we met and why we met. <laughs> Long story short, I slid into Alana's DMs because she posted on her TikTok a video of her like basically like killing it after X amount of time of being laid off. And I had literally just gotten laid off from Batches. I can say that now. You can say that. I got laid off off from Batches in September and I was a mess because I worked my butt off to get that job and obviously being laid off is never fun. And then Alana was telling her story of like how she kills it after being laid off and then I slid into her DMs and then we got coffee and then literally a week later Carly got laid off and then we started a support group for people who have been laid off and here we are today still standing strong it's yeah. it's really beautiful and poetic it's like you can get laid off and and make friends out of it like that should be I mean the whole uh, pitch for getting laid off yeah <laughs> I've never been so happy to be laid off because I have friends <laughs> no, like I was not happy for a very long time. And then you guys helped me like come out of my deep, dark, emotional distraught. And like we're ending the year on a high note. Look at us now. No, but it is really interesting because I remember <laughs> way back when, a few months ago, when I was like, oh, I should totally connect like Carly with Danny because like Carly's now going through this and Danny's like a month ahead of her in this journey. And I'm like two years ahead of you guys in my layoff journey. Don't worry, guys. We will talk about dating for most of this episode, I promise. But just some backstory here first to set the stage. I put you guys in a group chat. And for the first like week, the group chat wasn't like clicking. Like you guys hadn't really connected yet. And I was like, I feel like this should be a match made in heaven. I feel like we could all like really help each other a lot. But it just like wasn't happening yet. And I was like, oh, like, is this awkward? Do they not want to talk to each other? Like, I felt really self-conscious about like this matchmaking situation that I had facilitated. Um, I didn't feel like that. I thought we were clicking right from the start. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird. It's, it is weird. And like, we'll talk about this. But like making new friends in your 20s, late 20s is is weird. And like there's certain things about each other like that we just don't know. Like Alana and I like learn something every day new about each other. And like Carly too. I just learned Carly's in school. Like it's weird to learn because all of our all of our friends are from like years of like college or high school or whatever. And now it's like we have to like start fresh. We're friendshipping backwards. Yeah. Yeah. But like I've never been happier. So truly. So, okay. I want to make out. I want to set the stage a bit with where you guys are right now. So you're both freelancing. Um, You're both we're all in relationships, which is actually one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation because I and we'll get into this more as we get on with the episode. But I feel like I know for me and I've talked to both of you guys about this, too. We put so much like pressure on like wanting to be in a relationship and thinking that like all of our problems would be solved if we just like found the right guy. And I think we all go are really like proof of the fact that like, okay, we found the guy and we still have every single problem that we had in our life before. So I want to hear about uh, both of your relationships. Carly, we'll start with you. When did you and Jason meet? I know you actually did previously come on seeing other people to talk about it, but just giving a little refresher of where you're at in your relationship right now. Yeah, I'll make this quick. Um, So we met exactly two years ago, as of like last week. Um, We met on a dating app and it was during COVID. We hit it off right away. We couldn't, we honestly started dating as soon as we matched because I made him FaceTime me that night. Um, Pro tip to all the girls, be forward and FaceTime people. Um, So I made him FaceTime me that night. We just hit it off and just started dating. And now we are. Two years later, we're living together. Um, for so long, I honestly 
Alana, like exactly what you were saying. I thought, okay, as soon as I get a boyfriend, like my life will be amazing. My life will be perfect because I wasn't in a good place. Um, And that's just not the case. Like I am in a beautiful, happy, non-toxic, amazing relationship with someone I am 99.999% going to marry. Jason, hurry it up. Um, And I still don't feel happy all the time. Like I've been... I've honestly in the past for the past like I would say like four to five months I've been pretty depressed and it's been so nice finding Danny and Alana because it's really kind of helped me get out of that funk because we're depressed too (laughs) yeah (laughs) misery loves company um I just think people really want to get into relationships and they think it will solve all of their problems when in reality like yes my relationship is amazing but I'm not like, oh my God, my life is perfect. Maybe you think that from like an outsider looking at my social media, but that's just so not true. <laughs> well, social media is just like so fake. Yeah. Even yeah. though we all work. <laughs> but like still, it's only like you see like a little sliver. You don't see like everything else that happens in someone's life. Yeah. Well, I think that's also like one thing I feel like, and and I I'm sure I'm just as guilty as anyone else, but like, I feel like Carly, before I really got to know you, know you, I thought of you as like this just like stunning, like perfect person who like has no problems and like has so much confidence and like the perfect everything. And I know that's not at all your intention to put that out there. And like you do like go on and like vent about all these things. But I feel like getting to know you was like a really big wake up call for me where it's like, oh, this girl's just as like insecure as I am. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> and and I know like, I mean, I've talked to Jake about this, like his biggest like misconception about me from when we met to like when he actually got to know me is that like he thought I was really confident and then yeah. learned that like I have zero yeah. morsels of confidence in me. Wait, Alana, literally the other day I asked Jason because I had a tiny TikTok presence when we met. It's nothing like now, but like I asked him, I was like, what did you think when you like saw me on TikTok? And he's like, Honestly, I thought you were just really into yourself and like, <laughs> <laughs> and like not for me. And it's funny because if you get to know me or if you act, and obviously he knows me now, but like I'm not a confident, I'm trying to be and I'm trying to learn to be, but I'm not a confident person. And it's honestly, it's honestly a little wake up call to me because maybe I should start putting that out more on TikTok because I feel like so many people can yeah. relate to it. Yeah. 110%. I mean, you're more confident than me because you're like strutting in a bathing suit, like <laughs> on the beach. But I'm like, I'll strut in my towel. <laughs> no, it's the angles. Danny, your turn. Okay, um, I am engaged. We're getting married Memorial Day weekend, which is crazy because it's coming up soon. Ari and I met in September of 2017 because I went up to my friend's boyfriend at the time and said who also happens to be Jason's friend. So like it's pretty small world. But I went up to this kid, David, and I said, you're so cute and you're a nice Jewish boy. Do you have any nice Jewish boys for me? And I was like obviously a little drunk at the time. Um, And he (laughs) said, yeah, I do. And then he set me up with Ari and we have been together ever since. And now we've been together almost like five and a half years. I'm not really good at math, but I think that's five and a half years. Um, We got engaged last September and – now is the final countdown to get married. And I would say too, like my whole like early 20s, all of my friends were just like having fun going out. And I was like going on dates, like even in college, I was like going on like dating updates. And I just like felt like everything would fall into place once I found my person and I found my person and then shit still has hit the fan. So like (laughs) it doesn't, it doesn't solve everything. But I think that like, Obviously, it solves a few things, but also like you need to like find your people and find your, you know, like beyond just your like love match, like your your friends and just like fill your cup other ways just because like he's there to protect me and tell me I'm like late to a dinner or something. Were you okay? You said you were on dating apps in college and like going on dates. Like, was that like while you were like in school, like during the semesters or during the yeah, summer, like, like in New York City? Senior year, I 
so I went to call I went to American University shout out go Eagles just kidding it's like a joke no one has pride there um <laughs> but all of my college friends that I like really hit it off with like the girls I was with yesterday they're a year older than me so they had all graduated by senior year and I had like a few friends but I just wasn't like feeling fulfilled so I started going on dating apps with like older boys and I've always been into older men <laughs> not older just like a few years older um and so I started in college and then when we first moved to New York all of us like my friends were all like a little too shy to go on dating apps at the time and then I just sort of was like going in and I also remember being like way more aggressive than all of my friends like they were all I you know like it was the stage of like I would get a text and then send it to the group chat and be like, hey, like, what should I respond? And everyone was like, don't respond. And then I would be really weird and like send like a gif or like this something. This is like- why we're all friends <laughs> because we all are aggressive. Like literally the first day, the first texting conversation I had with Ari, I said like, I sent like the gif of like this little girl like dancing like with a belly shirt and it worked out. So <laughs> I just like I'm never afraid to be myself, especially with boys like I feel I'm like more scared of girls than I am with boys Wait, sometimes same same literally I have never I feel like I was never afraid to be myself with guys it's like if you think I'm weird or you don't like me whatever that's your loss but like with yeah. girls I'm like please like me <laughs> like, but I think it's, it's like so, harder so. it's easier said than done to like get to that point but I think I just like want with boys for some reason I'm like okay exactly what Carly said like I'm weird. You're going to like me if I'm weird or not. And if you don't, then like we're not meant to be. But with friends, I'm like, please don't think I'm weird. (laughs) I feel like I don't know. I feel like for me, it's like with everyone, I just really want to be liked. Yeah, Mm -hmm. me too. And And I know like we talk about this all the time. Like we're huge people pleasers. Yeah. And I feel like I've always tried to in any situation I'm in, like kind of cater or tailor my words and behaviors to like what I think the other person Mm -hmm. wants which is like not a good thing to do and that's like honestly Alana one of my 2023 resolutions and as you guys know like I feel like I'm such a people pleaser and we all relate with that and I feel like it's been making me so unhappy because all I'm doing is trying to make other people happy when those people don't give two shits if I'm happy. So I don't, I don't know if that just made sense, but my 2023 resolution is like start doing things for me and stop worrying about one, what other people are doing and if it's going to make them happy because I've done that my entire life and I'm so freaking sick of it. Sorry. Yeah, especially with girlfriends too. Go off, girlfriend. Yeah, is it girlfriend? <laughs> it just felt right. No, but I agree with girlfriends too. Like, I just feel like I kept saying yes to things that I didn't want to be a part of, and then was sad that I wasn't getting invited to things. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want to be there. Like, I want to like, you can have quality time with your friends without feeling forced to like spend a million dollars. Yeah. I feel like that's one thing like as my 20s have gone on that has really changed is like I don't feel FOMO if I like miss out on a group hang. Like I don't feel like, oh my God, like are they going to talk about me if I'm not there? And sometimes I do feel like that and I'm like, okay, well, whatever, like let them talk about me. You know, like I'm happier not being there. I think to piggyback off of that, like that's a huge thing that girls feel in general and you're always thinking like, if I'm not there, are they talking about me? At least that's what I do. Like literally every time. Oh my God. Yeah. Such- I'm like, are you, I'm like, can I take your phone and look through your messages and like, see what you say about me? <laughs> I bet you if I took one of my friend's phones, like I would, I'm sure they've talked about me, but like, it's about not caring. And Alana, what you just said, like getting to the point of, okay, if someone talks about me, like, great, whatever. Like I love myself. I think it gets, it's like, goes back to like, do you actually love yourself? Because I don't think I do. I just was I just had a whole therapy session with my life coach and we discovered that the reason why I get so paranoid, you know, when I'm not involved in things and like get really stressed and upset and anxious when my friends are together and I'm not is because I just don't love myself yet. And if you did, those things wouldn't bother you. 
it's so hard because we say like loving yourself. It's like, oh, you have to love yourself. Or you can be loved by someone else. Learning to love yourself is probably one of the hardest things to actually accomplish and figure out and get to in life. And like, I feel like sometimes I think I do. And other times I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, I, like, who am I, yeah. you know? Like imposter yeah. syndrome. Yeah. But I agree. And I think sometimes you just have to like, there's just bigger issues in your life. Like things come and go, but like you have to love yourself no matter what. Like you're stuck with you. So you better yeah. Like enjoy. Yeah. Or like find yourself funny. Like that's why I post weird things. And then I just laugh at myself later on, you know? Yeah. I want to talk about kind of like transitioning through our 20s for a bit. Starting with when you guys were in college, what did you like when you were graduating? Let's say like 21 out of college. What did you want for like the next 10 years? Like, or what did you want your life to look like at this point? I'll go first. I have had such, I don't even know if you guys know this about me. Well, we're learning so much about each other right now. Oh my God. Um, so when I graduated college, I was really set into working for the Jewish nonprofit world and I was working in like Jewish camping. I was obsessed with camp. I grew up at camp and was obsessed with it. And I was like, I'm going to be a camp director one day. It does not fit my personality whatsoever, but it was just like what I knew. And my dad worked in the in, like adjacent industry and I just felt like that was what I was meant to be and like I went to school in DC so everyone would go around like the first day of classes and be like oh I'm interning for this I'm interning for like this senator this governor whatever it is and I'm like I want to run a Jewish camp one day (laughs) (laughs) um so I worked in that field for like two years and then I realized it just I was like sick out sick of it after two years and was making like no money and then at that time I moved to New York from DC and I was told by like literally everyone under the sun that I needed to go into agency life. So I worked for a healthcare agency and I did marketing for a cancer drug for a few years. I just sort of like through connections got the job and it was like a good place to start. And I hated my life there too. <laughs> and then from there I realized I really wanted to so- like specialize in social media. So I started like taking jobs just specializing in social media and right before COVID, I left the agency and I went to a smaller boutique agency. They worked, they like focused in like retail and tech. And, but I was the only social media person and I just felt like I needed like more of like a social media focused career. So then I went to Betches and then I got laid off from Betches. And now I work in social media again, but for a different social media agency and I'm much happier. If you could go back in time and like tell yourself one thing about when like when you were starting your journey, what would you tell yourself? Like what advice would you give 21-year-old Danny? I feel like I used to be so self-conscious that I had so many different jobs and like some of my friends to this day still have had the same job since they've been grad since they graduated and I used to like be embarrassed to tell people like, "Oh, like I had a job here and I jumped around here like I literally still to this day, I'm 28 and I've never had a job for more than two years because just like the way, just the way things have laid out, like just the way things have played out. And I think if I had to tell myself at 21, like take everything you're going to like, take everything that's going to be thrown at you and like you see it as an experience, but realize that it's like not your whole life and that it's okay to jump around until you really settled and just like work hard, play hard type of thing. And like, just because, you know, like our generation is so different. Like our parents had jobs, like their same one job for their whole career, like two jobs for their whole career. And like, that's just so not like, I've already had like five jobs, but that's okay. And like, there's different situations and, you know, you spend a lot of time at work. So don't be so hard at yourself on yourself. If like, it's not the right fit. That's what I would tell myself. Carly, what about you? I mean, If I told myself at 21 that at 28, I would be living in Florida with my boyfriend, working for myself, doing my own social media platform and having 70,000 people that watch it, I would say you're lying 100%. I moved to New York right after college and I was trying to get jobs at like ABC and like the big like you know, corporate broadcasting 
companies. Um, I worked for some media agency, which I absolutely hated. I also hated my life in New York. I also just needed at that time, nice people in my life who I felt supported by and I didn't have that. So I ended up picking up my life and moving to Los Angeles with no job, no family, no friends, literally no one. And after I moved to LA, I met a guy, started dating, dated him for like two years. I ended up working for his company. Um, and then when we broke up, he fired me, got a new girlfriend. And then I was like, what am I doing with my life? So that was like three years later, four years later in LA. And then I didn't have a career still. And I was 25 at that point. And so that's when I moved, or no, sorry. And then that's when I met um, the founders of Locks Club, started working there because I wanted to get into the dating space. Then was there for two years and got laid off. And now I still am figuring out what the hell to do with my life. But here we are. I think that's like one of the biggest things that I've learned in my 20s is nobody really knows what they're doing. And it's not like one day you wake up and you have it all figured out. It's about a constant figuring it out and growing and changing and things happening that you don't expect, like getting let go or getting your heart broken and deciding to, Mm -hmm. you know, move on to a different thing. Like for me, I literally left the music business partially because a guy I worked with literally shattered my heart. But Mm -hmm. that is what led me to work in dating. And so it's not like I set out to do this thing and to like have this podcast. It's not like at 21, this was my goal. I didn't know, like, just like you, Carly, I would have like cracked up if somebody said this is what I'd be doing with my life. I had a complete vision. Like I was going to just like climb my way to the top of the music business. That's what I wanted to do. And that's what I set out to do and started doing. But shit happened. And I decided I hate the music business. I don't want to be here. And I pivoted and I found a new job that I thought was my next dream job. And, you know, eventually the rose colored glasses faded and I wasn't happy anymore. And I had to start over again. And I think that's the biggest thing is we see, you know, we'll go on LinkedIn, we'll go on Instagram, we'll go on TikTok and we see all these people seemingly having it all figured out and like Mm -hmm. knowing exactly what they were meant to do. And, you know, like making things work and making shit happen. It's like, they're also just rolling with the punches. And I feel like there's this like concept of like a dream job or a dream career. And I feel like so many times and a lot also while I like interned at different companies in college, so many times I got what I thought was my dream job. And I realized that it was just a company. That's why when I got laid off from Betches, I was like, this was my dream job. I worked so hard to get this job and here I am like I still couldn't believe I had it and then the dream was just like ripped away from me but now I see it as like it wasn't meant to be like that job wasn't sure it was a dream at the time but like I loved working there but it wasn't meant to be and like dreams change and things change and you just sort of have to like literally roll with the punches because everything that's meant to happen will happen to you. Yeah, I feel like the biggest advice, and I I agree, I thought, you know, Locks Club was my dream job, and I literally poured my heart and soul into it, and then one day got let go and had to completely start over at 28 years old. So I just think my biggest advice to anyone who is struggling with what to do with their career or just life in general, just take it day by day. Anything can happen, and everything is happening for a reason. I truly believe that because if I didn't get laid off from Locks Club, I wouldn't have put effort into my TikTok. I wouldn't have made you guys as amazing friends. There's just so many things that are happening right now that wouldn't have happened if I didn't get laid off. So, but I also think like that's the same with dating too. Like I, I, I was my heart was broken when I was a junior in college. I think I was a junior, and I met this. British boy at camp and he was so dreamy and he broke and like dreamy. we we stayed together for till November and I had I had um like a ticket to go visit him and then he broke my heart and then and I was a mess like I came home from college that day and like I like drove home to Jersey to like be with my parents and my dad was listening to the news and someone had a British accent and I was like dad no turn it off <laughs> not the British accent um and But then like that wasn't meant to – that relationship was not meant to be and I had to have my heart broken to understand like what true love was Mm -hmm. meant to feel like. And then I, you know, 
things happened and then I went abroad and I met my friend and she introduced me to her boyfriend who introduced me to Ari and like now we're getting married. So it's just like all – everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Like I was living with someone who I thought I was going to marry. I was living with someone in another state across the freaking country. Like I thought I was going to marry him and now I am in the most opposite place in my life with someone else. Yeah, I think – and I was going to make that exact connection too. Like, you know, think like wanting a, a job so badly and making it to the last round and not getting it or yeah. getting fired, getting let go and having to start over. But then – and same thing. It's exactly the same as dating, like getting your heart broken, it not working out with somebody you have a big crush on or a situation ship like gone wrong. You'll learn why it didn't work out. Yeah. I wish I could tell my heartbroken 25-year-old self like don't worry better things are coming and you are going to be so thankful one day. I wish I could tell that girl that was hysterically crying in bed for almost a year. Yeah. And I think like, even if you're older than us and still haven't found the person, like that person is out there for you. And I think that you just need to do everything with a purpose and like take every, you know, it's okay to be sad that something didn't work out, but then like, okay, it didn't work out. Let's move on to the next or just being really positive with the way you approach things and like whatever you put out in the world will you'll get in return. Something my life coach just told literally just told me yesterday is I was looking at things that were happening in such a negative light. Like, Oh, I was laid off or, Oh, my friend isn't being nice to me or whatever it was. And it's, I told myself in 2023, instead of looking at everything in a negative light, switch that and turn it into, wow, I got laid off. The world is my fucking oyster right now. I can do anything I want. Like really change the mindset. If something bad happens, change it to be like, wait, I'm like free. I can do anything now and just spin it. Yeah. Every situation that ends or that doesn't go the way you want, like it's an opportunity. What are you going to do about it? Like, okay, you got let go. Well, you're not just going to sit on your ass forever. You're going to go find a new job and find one that makes you even happier. You know, you got broken up with, okay, let's figure out what wasn't working in that relationship. What were we sacrificing that's important to us and how can we be better and move forward and take all of that and learn from it so that in the future we don't make the same mistakes or we end up in a better situation. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I, I love that you have that mindset now of like, okay, the world's my oyster. Like, let's go get it. Like, let's go do the things we want to do instead of being sad about the things that we can't control. Because at the end of the day, like you can't control so many things, but what matters is what you do with the things that we can control. But also like, yes, but allowing yourself to feel those feelings because yes. like just referring back to being laid off like everyone kept saying to me like everything happens for a reason like this wasn't meant to be and like even my therapist said this to me and I was just like no you don't understand like this was meant to be like and like now I, you know I'm on the other side and I realized that it wasn't meant to be so I think just like allowing yourself to like be upset and to feel distraught and sort of like build yourself back up, whether it's a relationship that just ended or whatever it is, like you just have to like let yourself feel all the feels to get to the other side. Yeah, Sorry. absolutely. What do you guys think has been the biggest hurdle for each of you throughout your 20s? I'm like still hurtling. <laughs> I'm definitely um, hurtling. That sounds like a gross word, honestly. It's like yeah. curdling. Curdling, yeah. My biggest hurdle was like getting over like girlfriends, like breaking up with friends, honestly, and just like feeling – and we've talked about this, the three of us before, like offline, um, but just realizing that I want to surround myself with people that really lift me up and sometimes some friendships, whether they're from like kindergarten or whatever it is, you're just in relationships – or friendship relationships that just like don't lift you up the same way anymore and like you grow apart and having time to grieve that relationship I think those relationships was important to me but also like made me stronger and realized that like I need friends that aren't so mean to me yeah I mean I couldn't agree more I think a big hurdle for me honestly same is just really realizing like my worth and being surrounded by people who are constantly lifting me up instead of feeling like I'm almost walking on eggshells with people and I'm not sure when or what to say. And I think that's 
my biggest challenge is like navigating who I want around me in my life. And like letting surrounding yourself with people that like let you fully be you and just like like yesterday I spent the day with some of my like best friends in the whole world and like I was just like being weird in the corner and they were like laughing at me and that was like like it wasn't like they were laughing like at it was more like we were laughing together like with yeah. me and it just felt good that I could like be yeah. silly and like just be myself and like it wasn't there were like sitting over on the other side like snickering because there's other groups of friends that I would never just like be weird around like that. Yeah. I definitely have learned over time like which people I can actually be myself with. Yeah. And I think that was a really scary thing for me to realize that there are people who are still in my life who I don't feel that way about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have to realize like going in, you know, like when you're, when you're getting ready for dinner to go out with like some friends versus the other, like how you feel and like how you feel when you come home. Like I've had literally this year, I've come home from events with Ari, like with literally the love of my life being there. And I still come home hysterically crying because I just didn't feel supported the same way. And like, and he says, and also like spending a lot of time with a boy made me, made me realize that like girls are just like way meaner than boys are. And like one night I was, we came home and I was hysterically crying just about some shit that went down. And it was just like, I wasn't being treated the way I needed to be treated at that time. And he was like, I've never seen you cry like this. Like you're crying like a little girl, like in a, like he meant it like in a, like a set, like he like felt bad for me. And I'm like, yeah, cause I feel like a little girl. Like this is not how I ever want to feel again. Yeah. So I haven't. I couldn't agree more. I think it's so hard to, it's so hard to really surround yourself with good people and it's, it's not easy, but I think another like hurdle or challenge I've had this year. And I think you guys can definitely agree is telling myself it's okay that I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just trying to live and like wake up every day and like, find something that brings me happiness. And I don't think I did that in this past year. So I'm saying it. So you guys hold me accountable, but like, just like wake up and find something that makes you happy. Even if you don't know what the hell you're doing. I will say I woke up this morning really excited. Yeah, me too. No, same. I mean, I knew it was gonna be like a therapy session. <laughs> I mean, maybe we have to just start every morning. with a, Yeah, you guys are recording. You guys are popping my podcast's virginity. Should You're we do a like job. a daily stand up, the three of us? Yeah. I mean, we're basically our coworkers at this point. Next question I have for you. What do you wish 21-year-old you knew about dating? Oh my God, 21-year-old me. I was I was an interesting one. Um honestly, rejection is redirection. I think that's the biggest thing. Like I was rejected a lot, a lot. Same. And I would cry. So a lot. I cried throughout, you know, a lot of years being rejected. And I just, if I can like go back and be like, look what you have now. And that's why that happened. I mean, rejection is redirection. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that like, I would literally cry all the time and I would like not understand why like some random boy was brought into my life and then just like taken out of my life to like for him to like ghost me or something and then I would like call them out being like excuse me you can't ghost me that's rude um but I agree with Carly I feel like for me I wasted so much mental energy and just kept breaking my own heart because I would take every single thing so personally if I went on a date with somebody and they didn't want to see me again, or we went on five dates and then they ended it or slow faded or whatever, I would take that as like a, wow, this person decided that I'm not good enough to be in their life. Like this person Mm -hmm. decided that I don't matter to them and they don't want anything to do with me anymore. What is wrong with me that they can just treat me like shit and not care about me and that I did not make an impact on their life whatsoever. Like I internalized it so much and made it about me when there's so much that it's about. Maybe they didn't want a relationship. Maybe 
we actually were not compatible. And yeah. I was putting them on a pedestal and obsessing over this person that I didn't even stop to think like, do I even like them? Like, could I even form a relationship with them? And I just always jumped to the conclusion that there was something wrong with me. When in hindsight, probably 95% of those people, it was never going to work out with. And I didn't even actually like, or I didn't even take the time to figure out if I liked them. And I just assumed that like any single time it didn't work out, it meant that I was the problem and I wasn't good enough. And I like, I so wish I could like shake younger me and be like, it is not supposed to work out with everyone. You're not going to like everyone and you're not going to be liked by everyone. And it's okay that you're not for everyone. And not every date is going to turn into a love story. Mm -hmm. And that's because when you do find somebody where it turns into a love story, it's special. And it means something and it matters. And if every single situation turned into that, then nothing would be special and nothing would matter because it would all be meaningless. The way you just said, like, I wish I could shake my younger self, that actually gave me chills because I can see myself and I'm sure you guys can too, like hysterically crying, thinking there's something wrong with you, thinking you're not pretty enough, thinking you're not cool enough because one stupid ass guy didn't answer a text. You know how many times I did that? Yeah, like, no, I did that too. And it was just like, or I'd like beat myself up and like go to the gym a few more times that week or something. Cause I was like, it's me. Hi. Hi. I'm, I'm the, problem. the problem. It's me. It's like, oh, oh, maybe I need to work out a little bit more. Like maybe I need to, you know, wear whatever or, or like spend more money to buy more clothes or whatever it is. But like, that's not what people, that's not what like your significant other is going to love you for you, not because of like your clothes or your nails or your eye, whatever it is, like just let it be. I was going to say, don't force it. If someone isn't texting you back, if someone isn't asking you on a date, get rid of them. Like enough. On to the next. I wish I could calculate how much time I spent staring at my phone oh my god feeling like I was going to literally die if I did not see this person's name pop up I would literally this was batshit crazy but you could actually set custom like vibrating tones for different people in your phones and sometimes I would change a guy's like vibration to be like boop 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 like three little vibrations or something that was different than the normal text just so that I would know when they were texting me versus when they weren't. So maybe I wouldn't stare at my phone and wait. But I would still stare at my phone and wait. And I would like, I remember being at like family events, like even in high school and just like my mom like yelling at me like, Danny, put your phone away. And then I was like really just like waiting to see if a boy texted me. And then all it would say was like, hey. Yep. (laughs) Or like, or like, answer a question like not much yep the amount of times I was such a bitch to my family and friends because yeah. I didn't get a text back and because my whole happiness was based off of if a guy texted literally me back, my whole happiness yeah it's insane and then I don't know about you guys but with Jason I never ever once in our relationship felt anxiety or felt stress from the get-go it was like this guy he likes me it's it like I wasn't worried that's how I knew it was different. Yeah, we I mean every story is different, but we Ari and I knew it was different pretty early on and I remember us saying each to each other like we couldn't we couldn't like once we met and once we like started like dating pretty quickly and like we would like go on we went on like two or three dates and then we were like okay, like we're kind of like stuck with each other now. And then I remember us saying to each other, like, we forget what it's like to, like, be with someone else. And that's when I knew. I was like, oh, like, I can keep being weird and you're not going anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Literally on my fifth date with Jason, because it was COVID and I was living at my parents, I invited him over for New Year's. He and fifth date. Okay. We haven't even had sex yet. And he came over New Year's and stayed like five days. <laughs> oh my God, that's so cute. But COVID is like such a different, I feel like that happened with a lot of couples over COVID that like yeah. you were stuck with yeah. someone's family or something like that. But it's cute. I'm like, still mentally stuck on the staring at our phone thing. Go ahead. You want to keep talking about it? <laughs> I just like, like kinda. I just like know that feeling. Wait, but I was also the type of girl and I can't believe I'm about to blast this to the world. 
I was the type of girl in high school that I would probably honestly in middle school too I would like make an excuse or accidentally like scream um I am AIM someone and be like hey what's the math homework and it was always like an older cute boy that like I saw in the hallway like I somehow like weirdly had his screen yeah. and he's like who are you? And like, I don't have the, ma- I'm not in your math class. And then I would like build like, relationships. Then I would like, oops, wrong text. And then like build relationships off with those people. That's hilarious. I kind of love that. Oh, I was psycho too. I would do the same I was thing. Weird. <laughs> I want to hear yeah. about psycho Carly. No, I was like, not okay. Like <laughs> she would stalk their One house. Time, Just I, okay. This is kind of crazy. I have it not done One that. time. I used my mom's phone or it was either my mom or sister's and I changed the like the contact so it said like like a friend or like something else I would like change the contact and I would have a full text conversation with myself that just like had to do with something about the guy I was either dating or one date and I would screenshot it and like send it and be like ah shit like sorry like didn't mean to send that but it would be like something about like what I was doing that weekend or like something fun I was doing or like something to, to make like me drop look a cool. head. Yeah. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. I used to in high school, like my, my mom was a teacher and my, my dad, ooh, my dad, um, worked in the city. So like he wasn't home until later in the day. I would like invite like high school boys over and we would like hang out at my parents' house without them knowing. And then my neighbor would always like, Oh my God. Like I could just see her like from her kitchen be like, oh, like she has boys over. <laughs> but it was like I would do anything to like be like, oh, you no parents home? Sure, come over. But I would like be having a pay attack that I'd be getting grounded or something. I want to hear both of your worst date stories or most embarrassing thing that ever happened oh to you God. on a date. I went on a date in an undisclosed city <laughs> in case that person's listening. And the guy just talked about his cat the entire time didn't ask me one question and we were at like this Mexican restaurant and I ate the whole bowl of chips myself because he was just talking and I kept drinking my frozen margarita like so fast because my my I got like brain free it was like the whole time I had brain freeze and I just was hearing about this cat named Fluffy and like he literally wouldn't shut up about this cat didn't ask me one question about me, just told me all of the tricks that he taught Fluffy and everything. And then at the end of the date, I was just like trying so hard to like get out of it. <laughs> and he leaned in for a kiss and I was like, this will literally end quicker if I just like kiss him and leave. Been there. So I kissed him and got the hell out of there because I was like, I cannot hear this guy talk about his cat the whole time. His drink was like filled to the top because like, you know, when someone's talking so much that you keep drinking and your drink is going down and they're, they haven't had a second to like breathe to finish theirs. But their ice is melting. So it's actually getting more filled. Exactly. <laughs> like that's what it was. And like, I just remember like the next day I woke up and I was like, I cannot hear someone talk about their cat for like over an hour ever again. Um. Okay. So mine isn't like a first date. It was like a third, I think it was. And it was with this guy that gave me so much text anxiety like literally one of those people that if he didn't text me I would have a panic attack um but we went and I really liked him and I don't even know why I have no idea why we went on a third date and this is like a little TMI um we went on a third date and we got back to my apartment and he was very like not like being like touchy with me like he wasn't like showing any kind of like affectionate like affect sorry showing any affection and I wanted him to like me naturally so I like tried to go all in like I was like trying to have sex with him and he said no and it was the most embarrassing thing of my entire life like I I like it makes me cringe when I talk about it because I like fully put myself out there like I I remember being like like we were like making out and I remember like trying to like move it along and like basically saying like do you have a condom and he was like oh like I don't want to do that like I don't I don't want to have sex with you and it was like and then he just kind of left did he say with you yeah oh I'm sorry but no it's meant to happen (laughs) it's it's tough because we 
feel like we feel like if we do this thing, then they'll like us more. Or like if we yeah. say this thing, if we give in before we're ready to, then it'll make them want us more. It'll make us more desirable. It'll make them like us and, and want to keep seeing us. And I actually, in a way, like that story because as brutal as that must have been to like go through and to feel and to feel like rejected in that way, I think it kind of does go to show like, giving someone all of you or like having sex with somebody like is not the way to win someone over. And it's not going to make them like you more. In fact, like I've talked to a lot of guys who said like, if you have, if you sleep with them really early on, it makes you less desirable. Yeah. I feel like that's like a turn off sometimes. I'm sorry that you put yourself out there, but it was, it was meant to happen. Where do you guys want to be this time next year? I want Carly to be in New York, but I know that's not going to happen. She's never going to come to New York. <laughs> I want you to be in Florida. <laughs> I can assure you I'm not moving to Florida in it, probably ever. In this lifetime? Where do I want to be next year, this time next year? I just want to – this is going to sound cheesy, but I just want to, like, feel better about life. Like, I just, like, want to stop waking up feeling anxious about – one, what people think of me, two, what I'm doing with my life. Like, I just want to wake up and actually live every day to its fullest. And I know it sounds so cliche, but I just feel like 2022 was a tough, weird transitional year for me. And I want to make a solid effort this time next year to just like be happy. I know it's easier said than done, but like life's short. Yeah. No, I think that's like amazing that that's what you're working towards. And I think you've been through so much this year and you've done already so much work and, and, you know, figured out what's important to you even in the last few months. And I feel like you will get there. And I feel like you are slowly figuring it out and like putting one foot in front of the other and taking it one day at a time. And like, that really is all you can do. And that will build on itself and it will like lead you to that place that you want to be at. Yeah. And you want to be engaged. And I would like to be engaged. If we do this podcast this time next year and he has not proposed. You can still borrow my ring, Carly. Thank you. <laughs> You're Thank so you. welcome. Danny, what about you? Where do you want to be this time next year? Oh, God willing, we will be married, which is so crazy. Like I keep telling Ari, like he really – sometimes we like look at houses like not to buy but just like to picture our perfect, you know, future life. Not perfect but like just our future life. And I'm always like, oh my God, do we get the, do we get the master bedroom? Like I still feel like a child. So like even just saying that we're getting married is crazy. Um, but I, I really am trying to work on healthier habits this year and just like being calmer. Like I feel like I just like work myself up to be so anxious all the time. And I just want to like be calmer, have healthier habits and like really work on like setting boundaries around things that like don't make me happy. So that's where I hope to be next year. I so feel you on feeling like a kid. Yeah, It's crazy to me. And I, I feel like when is that ever going to change? It's like I live on my Probably own. Slash, well, now I live with Jake and I take I'm responsible for Barkley. Like I have another life to take care of and I work for myself. It's like all of those things combined and I still feel like a child and I'm like, my friends are starting to like try and have babies. I don't even know like how to hold baby. <laughs> like uh, I can teach you. I'm really good at with great, babies. Me too. Um, yeah. It's just like, I don't know when I'm going to like what more needs to happen for me to feel like an adult. And maybe it's just that like, I don't want to feel like an adult yet, but at the same I don't time think, I do. I don't think you'll ever feel like an adult. Like, yeah, is that the I, thing? Like, does nobody ever feel like an adult? Yeah. Like, yeah, are, am I going to I mean, be like in my forties driving my kids to all their like school and their activities and packing lunch yes. and I'm still going to feel like a kid and be like, what am I doing? I feel like that's kind Maybe. of what it is. Yeah. No, I think like everyone just like is like role playing in their yeah. new roles. Yeah. And it just like kind of like with time gradually changes. But yeah, I also hope to be have a successful like have this year be the year that I feel like successful in my career and all my relationships and just feel also like be a little selfish this year I feel like I mean we all talked about this too like 
we're all people pleasers and I always like say yes to things and whatever. But like, this is our year to be selfish. Retweet. Yeah. Let's be you selfish go, this year. <laughs> well, nobody asked, but. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, what about you? Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. What about Alana? Thanks, guys. Um, This is something I've been thinking about a lot because I feel like there are a lot of things. Like, I'm obviously really, like, I'm proud of, like, where seeing other people is. And, like, I feel really comfortable in my role in it, like, being a podcast host and, uh, you know, like, having a recording doesn't give me anxiety, which I think is, like, a really, like, something I'm really proud of. But I feel like especially lately, like, I've been getting so stressed and overwhelmed so easily and it's both like in my work life and in my personal life and mm-hmm. with friends and with family and like i i need to figure that out because it feels horrible and it shouldn't and i think part of it is that i put so much pressure on myself and i feel like there's so much pressure on me and i feel like no matter what i do it's never enough and that's something i really want to work on like feeling like I did what I can do mm-hmm. and I'm doing what I need to be doing and, and I'm giving a lot and you know that's okay and that is enough and I don't have to work for 20 hours a day I don't have to post 10 videos a week <laughs> like I can just do and it be enough and that's something I really really have been struggling with And so I really hope I can, you know, make little baby steps towards just accepting that I can't do it all and that what I am doing is enough. I couldn't agree more. And we'll hold each other accountable. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like, honestly, even just like knowing you for a few months, which is so crazy, you've already like, you've already made those steps. Have I? Yeah. Cool. Cool. So we'll get there even more so with the right support system in place. Yeah. Wow, you guys, this was amazing. I'm so glad we did this. Like, I really... So glad. Sorry, keep going. No, I'm just really happy. Wait, um, is our therapy session over? No, I'm, we're, we have one, one final question. I just want, I just wanted to, like, for the listeners out there that, like, we're all in, like, happy, healthy relationships. And for the listeners out there that may not be able to say that for themselves right now just know that like working yourself keep working on yourself and keep doing you and one day it'll come yeah that's really all you can do is like be the best version of yourself and know that you can't do that every day and that's also okay yeah and even if you like keep being the best version of yourself and trying and like like truly everything that's meant to happen will happen in your life so just let it get there yeah and if you think you can't make friends, really good friends, and build a support system in your late 20s, this is proof that you can. Yeah. Literally just find people on social media that you feel like you can be friends with. And <laughs> Slide into them. their DMs. Yeah. And then the rest is history. I mean, I even know people who have like met on Reddit, you know, on Twitter, on, on any – literally any platform of your choice. You can connect with like-minded people. And same with dating. Like you can yeah. – any app can be a dating app if you say Put your yourself out there. Like that's how I feel. There. I feel like it's like nerve-wracking and you may think it's weird at first or like uncomfortable, but put yourself out there and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, look, Carly put herself out there on – like with Jason on their first FaceTime date or just to get to that FaceTime date and put herself out there like having him come over for five days for New Year's after their like fifth date. Like – and it worked. And Danny put herself out there by asking her friend, like, oh, do you have any friends for me? And it worked. And we're all putting ourselves out there, like, on social media every day. And it brings so much happiness and joy and Mm -hmm. just, like, so – like, that's literally how we met each other. So just keep putting yourself out there. Um, Before we go – and Carly, I'm actually curious to hear your answer to this because I know you've already given an answer. Um, But I would love to know from each of you, what is the best piece of dating advice you've ever received? My best piece of dating advice, and I swear it worked for me after a lot of trial and error, is stop putting so much pressure on yourself to find the one. Go into every date as you are just meeting a new human being. It could be your friend. You can never talk to them again, or it can be it can be whoever. Just stop putting pressure on every date has to be the one because 
you're just never going to find that. Just have fun while you're dating. Go in and expect nothing. I love that. And I think it's so true. And I think anytime I did, you know, have such high expectations going into a date or think like, oh, Mm -hmm. this person's the one, like I already, you know, was trying on their last name for size before we even (laughs) met. Like that's when it wouldn't work out because it was all in my head and I wasn't even being myself because I was just trying to impress them. Or I feel like I would go on first dates and if I didn't feel a spark within the first five minutes, I'd be like, oh, nope, not for me. They're not my husband. But like you, I didn't even get to know the person. Yeah. I mean, I also think that like you have to give someone, I always tell my friends who are dating, like someone deserves at least a second or third date in my opinion, because I think that you just don't really get to know someone like Ari and I, Ari is a little shy and he was really shy on our first date in my opinion. Like when you ask him, he's like, no, you were being weird. But, um, I think just like that goes with my advice, like just be yourself in everything you do and like not be afraid to like really show your true colors to someone because if it's meant to be they will love you for exactly who you are and not run away after like sending like weird videos to them or something (laughs) and there's so much comfort in knowing like okay I've been my full complete self with this person like weirdness silliness and all and Mm -hmm. they are still here like that is the most comforting thing in the entire world. Yeah, because it goes both ways. Like you want the other person to feel like themselves Completely. as well. Like you want to see their true colors right off the bat. So obviously it takes a little while, but just to like always approach things with like really like who you are, even if that means like sliding into someone's DMs accidentally. <laughs> Quote, slide. Unquote, accidentally. Go slide. Go slide. Slide down the tallest, fastest water slide ever into those DMs. <laughs> Um, that was that should be the motto for like 2023 is go slide in 2023 go I thought you said go slay I was like yes slay that too that too go slay go go slide slide. um you guys thank you so much for being here where can everybody find you um you can find me on both tiktok and instagram at carly r silverman what's your middle name (laughs) Rachel oh Uh, that's what I was gonna guess I was gonna guess like Rose. Rose. I feel like Rose is like the number one most common middle name ever. Yeah, it was my grandma's name. Same. I was named after Rose. But my mom didn't like it. Um, well, still pretty. Carly yeah. Rachel. You. Um, you can find me. Oh, I guess I should change them to be all the same now. But you should. You can find me on Instagram at hold the fries hold underscore the underscore fries oh my god and you can find me on tiktok and i'm really trying to get 400 followers that's pathetic if you guys like this episode go follow her on tiktok please just like help me feel like i can fit in with my friends more because they have so many <laughs> these two girls because they have so many followers so follow me danny.katowitz at tiktok on tiktok <laughs> at gmail.com <laughs> i'll have that all linked in the show notes you guys this has been amazing thank you so much and to everyone who tunes in thank you for listening please send this to a friend who would love to hear it send it to your friend who is struggling with dating who is trying to make new friends in their 20s who just got let go from their job let them know everything is going to be okay share it on your story if you loved it tag seeing other people tag carly r silverman tag hold underscore the underscore fries leave five star rating and review and i will see you guys next time Bye. Bye.